That's right. It is Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Alex. Coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands, where America's day starts. We're closer to Beijing than we are to Washington, D.C., Alex. Uh oh. Should we be scared? <laughs> well, I, everybody seems to be scared about this coronavirus. Um, I mean, it's getting all the news. Coronavirus? I heard it was called the Kung Fu Flu. <laughs> well, that's what we're calling it from on air from here on out. Kung Fu Flu. Well, it kind of rhymes, right? That's fun. Yeah. So I'm, it's, it's probably vaguely um, politically incorrect, but what do I care? Um, so, uh, what what do we know about the coronavirus? Is it uh, was started by some uh, bad eating Chinaman? Allegedly, that's okay. what they're saying. Right. It could have. It's a zoo um, virus that uh, I, I, may, I might have that right. Uh, I read this. I don't have it sitting here right here in front of me, but it can hop from animals to uh, humans, and apparently in this. Um, Wu Tang province of uh, China, they Wuhan Wuhan province. Pardon me, um, Wu Tang clan. Protect your neck. Um, so the uh, in this uh, this Wuhan province, they have uh, some penchant for eating unusual things. Is that uh, what you've read? Uh, I don't think it's Wuhan specific. Okay. And Wuhan's the, Wuhan's the main city in, in the province, in some province. Hebei okay. province. Okay, but yeah, it's uh, Chinese have. Great palates. They love to taste new foods and spices, and uh, sometimes there can be repercussions, it seems. Okay. So um, I, we don't know for sure whether that's what it all came from, uh, but, you know, that's what, it, it, that's what the, we're, the, the story we're being fed. So um, should, be, should we be scared? Uh, well, it depends where you get your news, right? The news wants us scared, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if they could put a map of the world up with fires and mudslides and AK-47s and, you know, all that stuff, that's what they'd want, right? Yeah. Well, it seems every time I check Bloomberg for the last week or two, it's this coronavirus front page. Be scared. Be scared. And it almost makes me think there's something going on here. It seemed between this and the Iran re- uh, incident recently, it seems like they're really trying to create some angst in 2020. So would that be because they want a new president? The president we have is failing or, you know, I mean, do you, do you have any idea of this little uh, theory you're working on? Uh, given Bloomberg running for presidency and his uh, very vocal opposition to President Trump, I think that that's a reasonable assumption that Bloomberg may be just a little bit anti-Trump, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just speculation. There was this great, uh, there's this great GIF um, or GIF. Which one do you prefer? GIF. GIF. Okay. Well, uh, be sure that I use the word term GIF. Um, the, this great GIF on Twitter of uh, Xi Jinping coughing yeah. twice, and then it just keeps rotating and rotating. <laughs> so he's like. Uh oh, right. We're all gonna die. Who's <laughs> the vice president of China again? Is he the president or the premier? What do they call him? Uh, he's a man of many hats. Grand Poobah. I believe he's, uh, you know, Politburo commissioner, mm-hmm. president, a commander of the People's Liberation Army, and also uh, Uncle Xi, Uncle as Xi. he's referred to by his compatriots. And some people call him Winnie the Pooh. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. In China. I'm not in yeah. China. Wow. <laughs> Indeed. 
I mean, if they decide to keep me out, I suppose that's fine. I won't get to see the Great Wall. Um, yeah. There you go. But I mean, I don't need to travel to China for anything in particular. Well, right now, could you even travel to China if you wanted to? I, I don't want to. <laughs> Speaking of travels here, right, um, this particular island and some places around the world, there's been sort of, I don't know what term to use, voluntary travel bans? How do you call something a voluntary ban? Uh, a cessation of travel. Um, some Chinese airlines have just stopped flying to certain locations. Well, it's not just Chinese airlines. It's many Western, I believe British Airways has either suspended or greatly reduced direct flights to China, Canadian Airlines, and many more. So it's pretty wild to see how quickly this relatively uh, mundane virus has taken over. Right. And when you say relatively mundane, I'm looking at a, uh, um, this is NPR.org. The CDC estimates that at least 8,000 U.S. deaths from the flu so far this season. The same strategies to prevent the spread of this respiratory virus can help protect against the spread of the coronavirus. So the coronavirus, um, and this is deaths, 8,000 deaths, not cases, deaths. So the numbers we're getting for the coronavirus tends to be cases. But the deaths are, I mean, minuscule, very small compared to the amount of cases. So the coronavirus, I mean, If it's going to be some kind of world-destroying plague, a la yellow fever, it's not doing a good job. The bubonic plague, whatever. Yeah, it's it at this point, it's ramping up a little slowly, and it seems like every few years we get one of these big medical scares. You know, SARS, the avian flu. Maybe I'm repeating myself. I don't know. I mean, I just trying to go back through all the medical scares that uh, that that have existed through time and on one hand yes indeed there will be some kind of plague that affects um history if everything remains the same i don't know if the singularity doesn't take effect or whatever um, if medical science doesn't leap forward but presumably it's possible that a some kind of world destroying plague could occur it doesn't look like the coronavirus is that particular plague but nonetheless, I think that it's eh, – I can see why countries will use this as an um, opportunity to test some of their systems. Yeah, see the reaction. See what people are, are willing to get on board with. Right. Like what uh, – everybody has to stay in your house for the next three weeks, right? I don't know. Um, would they say that? Well, who's going to – how are you going to eat? I mean, does, it, does everybody have three weeks' worth of food? Uh, Well, if they go to my Patriot Supply. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Um, You know, and I guess I'm I'm no supporter of this organizational model that we call the state that's been around for 9,000 years, top-down hierarchy that uh, really doesn't serve. But if we're going to have states, I think that one of their most legitimate uses is to sort of prevent, do what they can to prevent the spread of these uh, viruses, you know, because effectively going out with an illness is aggression against your neighbor. Would you agree uh, with that? Like you've got the, you got a cold and Uh, you go outside sniveling and coughing and all that stuff. You go to the gym, you work out, you're grabbing the the weightlifting equipment and touching it. Yeah, I'm surprised given the uh, litigious society we live in that there haven't been more cases on he gave me the flu, and therefore he's responsible for my death. 
I think have that you heard of any of those? I haven't heard of that, but I certainly people will say things like "You gave me the flu." Yeah, you know, you'll find them again or something. There'll be accusations of you did this or that sort of thing. And I mean, you know, at, at some point we're going to need to outlaw children. If this <laughs> is the case because they're awful little disease carrying monsters. Uh oh, are you? What's next? Population control and global warming. I'm all for population control. I'm not entirely um, – I, I think that the globe is warming. I'm not entirely sure why or how much or any of those things. But, uh, you know, the the problem with population control is, is it looks so bad, right? Um, there's no good way to do it. And, um, you know, the no people have no stomach for it. So – you know, I don't think you should be able to tell somebody else whether or not they should be able to breed, but you should be able to um, make gifts or things like that contingent upon it. So, for instance, my little idea that uh, that the welfare system should be based entirely on um, vasectomies and and uh, what is it for women? Uh, tubal ligations. Um, you shouldn't be able to get it without those things. Eh, there's just no there's no stomach for that. I you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you admit readily that you can't handle life on life's terms and that you need help fine here's some help but please don't bring another generation and teach them how to um fail yeah because that's what's happening (laughs) well it's a tough sell for sure but uh perhaps if you keep it up you can convince more people indeed so um I, i i guess i must say that uh the coronavirus thing Admittedly, I'm on an island where we basically stopped flights from China. And yeah. there's very few people, no cases at this point, no cases of coronavirus on this island. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Alex. Coming from the U.S. Mariana Islands. We're talking about the coronavirus here on the air. And and for those of you who missed the last session, Mark Edge was defending the state. Well, defending the state. I said that I don't support this organizational model, but while we have it, I suppose I can uh, give it a pass for attempting to prevent you know, worldwide pandemics or something like that. Um, so what would happen in the absence of, uh, you know, the state? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I think that that's one of the questions is, is that presumably everything has its advantages, right? The state must have some advantages to have made it this long. It can't be a completely yep. awful organization model. So if that's the case, then, um, you know, Let's point, let's point it out when something that it might excel at, and not to say excel over nothing, uh, you know, it can always be better because it's, uh, you know, it's people, but, uh, you know, it might excel in this particular area in helping to prevent global pandemics, the, just sort of a lockdown of travel or something like that, because these things are spread person to person, right? So I, let's unpack this further. So you're saying... The state, by controlling the borders and banning airlines and people from traveling freely, can prevent the spread of a pandemic. They could certainly slow it down, right? I mean, I don't know. So China, who quarantined an entire city of almost 10 million, uh, were they able to slow it down? 
we, we don't know. We don't have a uh, we don't have you know, sort of a double blind study here where one 10 million uh, city with the same disease and another one without um, sort of made things happen. Probably not. I mean, you know, but maybe they slowed it down a little bit. Maybe slowing it down is all you need to do to get your handle on it. Supposedly, people are talking about vaccines for this thing at this point. And was the cost of shutting down public transportation, airlines, rails, and even highways in a city of nearly 10 million worth the cost? Who gets to make that decision? That is the tough question, right? So um, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars in sort of world GDP is uh, affected here, but I would say that there's a great deal of effect. And, um, you know, what... Uh, you know, what would happen in the absence and these sorts of things? I don't know. I mean, it's very difficult to look at. Like, for instance, in Saipan, uh, there's been conversation. They've shut down some flights in and out, and I think one's directly directly and indirectly originating in China. And that means that, uh, you know, we're losing that tourist revenue. But um, some people have canceled their flights in anyway even though we did it. So there's some Korean flights that have been canceled. But if there was a case of the coronavirus here on Saipan, that'd be, that'd be big news in Asia because this is a, quite a tourist hotspot for Asians, right? Yeah. So I think there, you can look at this individual case and the general case, right? Okay. So we can speak hypothetically in a general case. Let's say there is something Ebola that's actually you're bleeding from your eyeballs. Like that, that scares me. Corona, getting the flu, I'm not as concerned by that. That being said, I am you're young not in the demographic that's likely to die yeah. uh, from uh, the flu virus. You're a strapping young male of 25, and uh, you should be okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. and likely the people that are dying from the coronavirus. Just guessing here. I don't have the stats sitting in front of me, but likely they're old, infirm, or very young. young. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just assuming that it was an extremely bad, say it's like a, a bioweapon that was engineered, right? Okay. In the case of a bioweapon, would it make sense to shut down the borders, completely shut down the city? I think there's a couple of ways we could look at it. One, would it work? I think is probably the most important. When you're talking about bioweapon level events, yeah. that's the most important question is what policy would work? Right, and so some people, maybe it would be better. Maybe um, the scientists would determine it would be better if everybody stayed in their home. However, there's going to be some people who are like, I'm not staying in you know, whatever the city is that uh, is in question here, Metropolis. I'm getting out to the country. I'm going to Alaska where nobody is. And they'd try to sneak out, right? And that could be the unintended consequence that makes things even worse, right? You tell people we're instituting a ban at midnight, and all of a sudden, everyone's leaving as fast as they can. And maybe it goes even worse than it would have been originally. Right. And then, um, you know, that, that could very well be the case. I know that in Florida, we used to have hurricane um, lockdowns. And then people would be evacuated from the coastal islands and told you got to get off. And some people just wouldn't go. They'd yeah. be like, nope, I'm staying with my house. And... Half the time uh, in my lifetime, those people were proven right at the very least because the, the hurricane didn't hit there. Well, yeah, there's, that's one question. But we're assuming it's like, you know, bioweapon. This is a yeah. real thing. The better question I would argue is that what do you do with the people who, who don't comply? If some 
you know, person just says, you know, I'm I'm going out for my daily walk. <laughs> Every morning I do Tai Chi in the park and, you know, that's how I stay healthy. I, I, I don't know what, you know, like, <laughs> it depends on how tyrannical your government is, really is the answer. Um, because do the cops want to go come in contact with this person? Likely not. Um, so when I'm in New Hampshire, the, recommend, the standing recommendation is don't go out when it's snowing, you dummy. Right. Don't get in your car and drive down the state highways. We're trying to get them clear so that, you know, everybody can, and we want to leave it for emergency vehicles, for tow trucks, for people who are on the radio and must go to work. You know, things like this. I mean, there are exempt. There's actual exemptions in the uh, policy for people who are um, broadcasters trying to get to work. Um, and that would be really nice if all the riffraff would stay off the road, but they don't. Yeah, they've got. They feel like they've got things to do too, uh, especially the the ones that think it's a good idea to have a couple of beers and then get out there onto the snow. Uh, but you know, that's what we have ditches for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, then you've got the then you just got to swerve around the emergency vehicles that are dealing with it. So yeah, people don't comply. That we're we're not that species. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we'd be we'd be a lot nicer to deal with if we were ants, but we're not. We yeah. don't comply. And I don't have any good answers for, uh, and I imagine the government doesn't have any, any of them either, for how, how to stop global pandemics. Um, so, you know, this is just one of those things I just sit by and watch and keep my hands washed. I think that's pretty much the best thing you can do. I didn't even stop my going to work out at Gold's. I mean, people are sweating there. Yeah. You know, they're, they're producing extra volumes of of secretions and presumably leaving them on equipment. Now I'm cleaning the equipment before and after I use it every time, but you know, <laughs> well, we don't have any cases here. So it's perhaps if there were a bunch of cases, your behavior would change. No, my behavior has changed. I'm washing the equipment. Oh, you mean not going to golds at all? Yeah. Eh, I, you're one of those who do Tai Chi in the park, no matter what they said about not going outside. It's just not likely to happen, whatever it is, um, is what I'm saying. Well, anyway, your thoughts. The number, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live, or you can use the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com free talk live call in talk about whatever's on your mind it's mark with you and alex the number is 855-450-3733 that's eight. 55 450 free as in freedom and i want to tell you real quick about bitcoin so we were talking about viruses spreading from country to country 
Bitcoin.com advocates for global currency, Bitcoin Cash, that is able to, you know, for instance, I went uh, down to Belize and got a hotel room at one point with cryptocurrency. Now, I never had to exchange it in any location, nothing like that. I just took my crypto wallet and spent it right there on site. I've gone to countries around the world. I've used it. I never have to change it out. It is a global currency, global peer-to-peer currency that allows you to, well, frankly, avoid the problems of uh, state currencies. People never look at it, but when tourists come and they have to switch to the local currency, they lose money. The state gains money. Um, And it's... uh, you know, it's a problem. And governments control banks. They decide the banks, uh, whether you're able to bank and how you're able to bank. And, you know, if you're selling pot or you're a stripper or, you know, things like that in the United States, it can be very difficult to, to, to bank. We've reported that on, on that here in Free Talk Live. So, you know, maybe you're none of those things. But you never know when they're coming for you. So well, check out Bitcoin.com for the latest news at news.bitcoin.com and those sorts of things. Go ahead, Alex. An even better reason to use Bitcoin in light of uh, the, the pandemic sweeping the world is that you don't have to touch anyone's hands. You don't have to touch any dirty true. money, right? It's true. Dirty money. I wonder how many of the cases have been, uh, yeah. uh, have been spread through Here, here's dirty a, money. Here's a new theory. Okay. The source of corona was from contaminated money. They said it came from a food market, right? It's true. Was it the food or the money that caused it to spread? Right. Who knows? Someone dropped one of those R&B notes into a contaminated bucket of uh, bat feces, and all of a sudden, poof, it's everywhere. Zoonotic. Yeah. It's you gone know, zoonotic. Wu-Tang. It's like, where's George, right? You see that how far those dollars can spread around the world. Think of any money-borne disease. Right. If you could find one of those Where's George dollars and uh, besides just see where it's gone, just how many hands it's touched. Yeah. Anyone who's concerned about their health, don't just buy your uh, face mask. Get some Bitcoin as well from Bitcoin.com. Yeah, you can get Bitcoin Cash over there. They're, they advocate for Bitcoin Cash. It's, it's just a distinction, right? So um, Bitcoin has basically become a store of value, a uh, you know, a digital asset, whereas Bitcoin Cash is designed to be a global currency. So, you know, the difference between, say, a gold bar and a, and a silver quarter. But, you know, as the case may be. And just like silver, it's very hygienic. <laughs> That's even more so. Yeah, I wonder if silver coins are more hygienic than other um, forms of currency. Because, they have some antibacterial properties. Right, right. Silver does has, have antibacterial properties. Um, so uh, the, as far as the SARS thing, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the coronavirus, pardon me, wrong decade um, thing goes here, I think it's worth mentioning again and again and again is 8,000 people have died this year in the United States from the flu. That's not how many cases of the flu there's been. There's been you know, probably hundreds of thousands. I don't have those stats. But... The flu is far more deadly than this coronavirus, uh, the Kung Fu flu, as they're calling it. So you're saying in a country of 330 million people, 8,000 people were killed and no one's freaking out. But in a country of 1.4 billion, 100 or so people were killed and the whole world is on fire. Right now, there's a fat woman um, in Topeka, Kansas, eating a candy bar uh, with diabetes, worried about 
the coronavirus. Now, if that is an irony, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, diabetes, (laughs) I got a little advice for you if you want to avoid dying from uh, disease, Um, you know, lay off the sugar, stop smoking, don't vaporize either, but you know, hey, I think vaporizing is better than smoking, so, you know, that's my opinion on that. Um, Stay out of automobiles, my God, those things are deadly. Uh, You probably should just put alcohol away, no particular reason for that stuff. Um, I, I would suspect uh, even smoking marijuana. I mean, really, is it good for you to inhale combusted plant material into your lungs? Doesn't seem like it. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do to make yourself live longer. Getting there, uh, watching CNN and getting all whipped up about uh, who's getting impeached and whether or not there's uh, uh, you know, some kind of global pandemic coming on. That's what they do for a living. They get you whipped up. Yeah, this we should... Don't watch fake news. That's the lesson of of this incident, I would think. Well, I'm not trying to to just target uh, CNN, but I think that they I think CNN's gone a little more left since Trump got in office. I think they got miffed about the whole uh, getting kicked out of the White House thing. Yeah, but uh, that's that, that's kind of my uh, a particular opinion on it. And another nice thing, another advantage to living here on Saipan in the U.S. Mariana Islands is I don't have to care about you people's impeachment process. I don't care. Yeah, what's that thing they're always saying? Not my president? <laughs> Fine, if it's not your president, why are you worried about the impeachment process? Yeah. It's an impeachment of somebody who's not your president. Well, here it's more not your president than anywhere else, I would argue. In the United States? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's probably some effect to the U.S. presidential election here in Saipan but not much of one. Admittedly, most people who are watching Fox News or MSNBC or CNN and worried about this stuff right now, the president isn't any effect on their life either. It's just something they're upset about. This Trump derangement syndrome, which presumably there is a corollary on the other side. I don't know that we have a term for it, but um, you know this, this whole thing, this guy's got everybody whipped up. That's what he does. He's a performer, and to get people passionate... That's what he, that's his whole goal. Yeah, I mean, Twitter was made for President Trump. So, I you know, what I would recommend is yeah, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. I uh, there was a knockdown drag out at my family's house over the uh uh the holiday because um, you know, my in-laws are good Democrats. You know, that, that everybody's got to be something, right? They're either Democrats or Republicans. And the the mother-in-law she's like nobody would even go to the white house to accept an award these days I'm like are you kidding <laughs> most people would go to get an award yeah. uh, i mean <laughs> you know he's still president and that was just the end of it um you know like i i made what i thought to be a relatively obvious and innocuous statement and it was on the you know it was on you know and i'm like well maybe you don't understand because you're not working are you calling my wife old Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, some people are still bitter about 2016. They are. And look, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. I don't like any of the presidents. But I guess, you know, I'm probably considered on the Trump train because I would prefer Trump over Clinton. That's my opinion. I think yeah. she cheated. I think she threw the election. I'm kind of of the opinion, though, that I 
like if you va- if you ask me to make an opinion on uh, what comes up in the the next election, I might be looking for a Democrat. And the reason is is because Trump has uh, shown himself to be a little fast and loose with the rules. Will now be faster and looser because he can't win another election. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's just that's just uh, you know one of the thoughts that I've had percolate through my brain. But mostly, I don't care. I don't care who gets its elected president. That's leave that to the the national talkers that have you all whipped up about something you can't control. If if you care and you think you can make some kind of case to change my mind, the number is eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four. 50 free as in free talk live or you can use the discord lines all you got to do is go to discord.freetalklive.com and there's a sign up process you know you got to sign in you just make us make a sign up then sign in but once you do you can call in and sound so much better you sound like you're in the studio with us it's free talk live 855 450 free Talk live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Alex. We're coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. And I think people are uh, surprised when they find out just how quickly our voices can travel around the globe. And by around the globe, what I mean is, is that it is rarely light here. And light in Washington, D.C. at the same time. Wow. You know, that's just what the definition of around the globe is, right? Um, so it's, uh, it's almost always dark here if it's light there and almost always uh, light here if it's dark there. Um, so there you go. The number, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. We talked about... Bitcoin in a previous segment there. And I wanted to tell you how I keep my cryptocurrencies um, in what, what wallet I keep them. I keep it in the edge wallet. And the reason is, is because it's just so easy to use the edge wallet. For one, they never control your currency. You do. You can set it up so that you can recover it and that sort of thing. But you can also set it up so it's so ultra-private, you can't recover if there's some kind of mistake. I don't recommend that. I personally recommend <laughs> putting up uh, uh, the recovery stuff in place. But nonetheless, what they want to do is they want to prove that it is possible for you to completely control your funds. So they never control your funds with the Edge wallet at edge.app. And you can keep just about every type of cryptocurrency there. You don't have to write down 24 mnemonic uh, words in order to recover your wallet. If your phone drops in the toilet and just doesn't work anymore, you can go get a new phone, download the Edge wallet at edge.app, and put your username and password in, and your funds come up in seconds. So uh, edge.app, it's not, it's not just named after me. It's, gl- it's a glorious, it's the best product on the market as far as I'm concerned. Edge.app. Let's go to the phones. We've got Mark calling in from Bedford, New Hampshire. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm listening in four years. And I What's was, uh, you had me. 
with okay. a lot of intelligent, reasoned talk, and then comes out of one of your mouths, Hillary Clinton through the election. So can can someone fill me in more about the reasons you conjure this up? Sure. Now, I'm not going to say that um, if, if I said she th- threw the election, allow me to retract slightly. She stacked the deck at the Democratic National um, through the Democratic National uh, Committee. She gets Debbie Wasserman Schultz in there. Uh, Kane, who was the former president, suddenly is he's going to be the, uh, uh, the, the uh, leader of the DNC, suddenly going to be offered the, the VP slot, um, you know. More or less, the superdelegates are all on board with uh, Clinton, and Bernie's running this outside, outside campaign. So go ahead. That's what I mean. Okay, that that's, differs from my take on what throwing an election is. Okay. So I'm tar- not sorry that I left that you. She intentionally let Trump win at the end. No, I would not say that she uh, – no, no, I would not say that. I think she is uh, very upset that she lost. Um, and I'm sorry that I left you uh, thinking that. And thank you for the call too. Um, but, okay. yeah, I'd, I'd say that, uh, yeah, she wanted to win very much and she failed to stack up enough electoral votes. I'm sure it is painful for people that California had so many votes uh, for Clinton, but it didn't matter. And that uh, ultimately Trump was elected through electoral votes, but not a majority of the popular vote. She was perhaps the worst candidate in our lifetime. She was certainly the most compromised. And I think it speaks volumes that this is a good thing that people saw through that for a kind of odious guy who was at least more sincere yeah i i don't even know how to he trump is such an enigma i can't come up with a small phrase to describe him but um you know one thing that uh, that alex was pointing out in the uh, the break and i think this is very important alex why don't you just mention the the courts and stuff go ahead yeah i mean you can talk about whether a president is good or bad, what actions they did, what they didn't do, but perhaps the most important thing a president can do is appoint justices because that's their legacy. It will last far more than their four to eight years. So I think the the best takeaway from President Trump is he put in a lot of good constitutional justices, whereas given Hillary's relationship with the law and how she feels she's above it, I'd be very concerned to see what kind of justices she'd put in place. Yeah, you should just use the Secret Service uh, personnel to drive away a process server on this Tulsi Gabbard case. I mean, clearly she thinks she's above the law. She can have your tax-paid servants, you know, shoo away the riffraff. Now, Alex, do you think that um, Hillary was – oh, I lost my train of thought. I, well, I apologize. I had a different. No problem. Call though, back some because... other night. We really love having you back, Mark. Thanks for the thanks All for right. listening. Well, nice to be on with you. My my, my one other thought was literally yeah. four years ago, the second most popular candidate for almost the same reason, outsider with screw the establishment sentiments, was actually voters who liked Bernie Sanders. When you were in New Hampshire, I was at the time. The, the one-two, people who could vote in either primary, as New Hampshire allows it, people who had Trump number one often put Bernie as their number two and vice versa. 
Yeah. I think that if Bernie had taken the uh, DNC nomination in 2016, he would have been the president. That's my opinion. I don't know what that means in this next election in 2020. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I do have um, like a sort of hopeful prediction. I'm not claiming this is my prediction. But my hopeful prediction is is that Bernie gets the, the, the nod in this go around and that he takes Tulsi Gabbard as his uh, VP. Remember, Bernie's... Didn't, didn't we just talk about judges? Yeah, I hear you. I'm just saying... We just talked about judges. What kind of judges is Bernie going to put in? Uh, look, I think that Bernie could beat Trump and that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree, and that's why I'm I'm worried. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm worried you. about those judges. There's a lot of empty seats that need to be filled. I'm just just sticking my finger in the wind here. That's all I'm saying. Do we want someone who honeymooned in uh, communist Russia to be putting in judges, or do we want Donald Trump to put in judges? And by Donald Trump, we mean the Federalist Society. I want to hear from Mark. Do you think if Bernie, after he was eliminated from the Democrat race, he had taken the Green Party nomination. Would he have been president? I can't answer that. I mean, it's just. Uh... I can't answer this. Hillary would have come in third. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. I must say, as a talk show host, that's how I like to end my calls. I like yeah. a, a, a quip. And then they're gone. <laughs> yeah. One, two. Yeah, it was really awesome. So um, I did mention that, uh, that apparently Hillary Clinton thinks that she's above the law here. Uh, this is from National Review. I get it. It's not unbiased. But it was the, the story that I liked the best. Hillary Clinton has twice refused to see a process server. Not once. Twice. Attempting to convey Representative Tulsi Gabbard's defamation lawsuit against her. Gabbard's lawyer told the New York Post on Wednesday, I find it rather unbelievable that Hillary Clinton is so intimidated by Tulsi Gabbard that she won't accept uh, service of process, said uh, Brian Dunn. But I guess here we are. According to Dunn, the first visited uh, the, the server first visited, visited Clinton's home in Westchester, New York, to deliver a lawsuit and was refused entry by Secret Service agents. Can somebody tell me why? Hillary Clinton has Secret Service agents? Yeah, she's not a former president. I thought they gave those to former presidents. So she, and uh, their family, but that was for 10 years. So yeah. that should have ended in uh, the year 2000, right? So it should have ended in 2010. Is it because she ran the last presidential race and lost? I think it's because so many people dislike her. If I had to guess, they made an exception. I... Is it because th- people think she might run in 2020 still? They still believe it? I mean, the Iowa caucus is Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And people still think that Clinton's going to jump in? I mean, that would be a heck of a splash to come in over the weekend and be like, yeah, I, you know, I know you guys had all your thoughts about who you're going to vote for at the caucus, but instead, vote for me. Yeah. I just don't believe it. At this point, there's so many pundits out there that have made their careers on Clinton's coming back in. Watch out. And... No, she's not. She could be a vice presidential candidate. You never know. Sure. She could. Be the first female vice. 855-450-3733. What are your thoughts? Is Hillary Clinton coming back? 855-450-FREE is in Free Talk Live. 
Have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations, one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. April 3rd through 5th in Washington, D.C. You can learn more by visiting LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. That's LibertyCon.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. It's Mark with you. And Alex. And you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind here on this live episode of Free Talk Live. And I should point out that we are live. If you're listening basically any day of the year. Um, at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you can call in. Sometimes we're on remote broadcast and we're producing a new, fresh show for the air, but we're not live, so you really can't call in those nights. But we'll tell you when you can't. But by and large, it uh, it's pretty much any night, any night of the week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time is a lot different over here in the U.S. Mariana Islands. So, for instance, we're doing the show, Alex, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah, I'm in my pajamas still. (laughs) You you do look a little rumpled. Uh, And uh, we're looking out. um, It's a a little hazy out there, but it is a beautiful scene of sort of jungles and mountains uh, looking up up the up the hill in Saipan. I don't have the most expensive view. I, I refuse to pay for those sorts of things. Anyway, let's go off to the phones. We've got Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling in on our amplifier-only Discord lines. And you can amp the show at amp, A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com. Gene? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that virus. Yeah, and, uh, the Kung Fu I had flu. some ideas. Yeah. What was that? Uh, The Kung Fu flu. Tell me about it. Yeah. um, First of all, I'm not sure. Uh, It looks like it's it's pretty deadly, like a 25% uh, death rate. But that's primarily, as in most cases with these things, it's primarily the people that are old and weak that that die. I mean, it's a it's a sad fact of life that the more healthier you are when you get something like this, the more likely your chances of surviving it. Is that 25% so, death rate for old people or well, young specifically? Because what I've read was 3%. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines, between the numbers that are given and so on. It's supposedly, it's supposed to have a little bit higher death rate than SARS. And SARS was up there pretty high. So I'm just guessing. So let's let's just, for the sake of argument, say we've got a, a disease that will possibly kill one out of four people. Or yeah. So the thing is, how easy is it to ca- catch this disease? And it doesn't seem to be that easy to catch to me. I know there was just recently a case of an airplane that flew to Australia, and one of the people became sick with this disease while on the flight. So they're already at their highest contagion 
uh, stage. Right. So and usually, they're on an airplane. Gene, full let me of let people. me get some clarification on this. It's my understanding that by the time you're coughing and sniffling with pretty much any uh, flu, you've already been able to transmit it for quite some time, right? Correct, but you are still contagious at that point, right. and so you've got a very contagious person on a in a little aluminum tube, uh, jam packed with uh, two hundred or so people, and so what would be interesting to see is they're they're trying to trace down everybody who was on that flight. Right, it would be interesting to see how many people actually catch the disease, and then you're going to have a better idea of exactly how how contagious this is. I I suspect. That you, you, you know, let's say tw- 10 or 15 people wind up catching that disease. I think that's pretty, uh, I, I think that would be pretty good I mean, if only 10 or 15 people caught the disease. Now, we won't know yet, but I'm sure there are going to be more stories on this. I think that if you take general precautions, don't, you know, don't spend a lot of time in big crowds and, you know, if you wear a mask and especially if you cover your eyes with something, because apparently if somebody coughs and the and the uh, the water droplets get into your eyes, that's another route of transmission. So I don't think that this is going to be the big plague that everybody claims it is. It's certainly not going to, you know, wipe out a quarter of the population of the planet or anything like that. So there, there's definitely going to be people getting sick and people dying. I don't want to downplay this this thing but i don't think that it's as good as bad as what people are making it out to be what what precautions are you guys taking at your medical clinic gene we actually aren't taking any special precautions because uh, nobody has come down with this disease you know within a thousand miles of our place so we're not the only the only special condition is if somebody were to come into the office and say they just came from China. Now, that we would ask them to wear a mask, and uh, you know our, our front desk has uh, been versed on how to handle situations like that. But for the most part, we're not making any major differences in the way that we normally do things. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, you guys aren't so, too concerned with it. Um, and, well. and, and as a side note, it's funny that this year with the flu shot, they wound up missing the target 100%. So people that got the flu shot still got the flu because they they chose exactly the wrong strains to put in the flu shot. So if you got a flu shot last year or this this recent season, it was a waste of time because it wasn't even the right uh, the right antibodies. Yeah, I think that uh, that's one of the, the real problems with the flu vaccine is that it they have to come up with which particular strains of the flu they're going to vaccinate for something like 18 months in advance. And that makes their hit rate kind of low as far as getting the vaccine. They'll, they'll tell you over and over to get this, uh, this vaccine. Now for me, the two times I've got it, I've had a hundred percent reaction to it. And the reaction is, well, something like the flu. I'm not saying I get the flu from the flu vaccine, but I'm having a reaction to the flu vaccine that seems flu-like. And, yeah. um, you know, some people, Myself, a lot of people don't I've have never, that problem. never had a flu shot. Never had one? Yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get a flu never shot. Had one. I hope everybody gets a flu shot, but don't expect it to actually stop the flu. And if you have a reaction to it, don't let these people bully you into it either. Yeah. 
I, I think it definitely should be everybody's choice. You know, the people talk about uh, my body, my choice, you know, but then uh, they allow you to be told what to do by the government with, as far as uh, vaccines and different things that they're sticking in you. And I don't think that's uh, that's definitely not freedom of choice. Most of the vaccine conversation comes around public schools. So the government, it's like a license, right? The government steals uh, your right from you, in this case, your money, and then sells it back to you, in this case, in the form of schooling. So uh, they then withhold it because you're not following their little rules. So really the problem is... Right. should not be public schools, just like there shouldn't be uh, public anything else. You know, Everybody should be earning their own way, and if somebody can't earn their own way, then they should rely on charity. And charity, I would think, would be a lot more prominent than today if the government wasn't stealing half of everybody's income. I agree with your stance, but I would uh, go so far as to say that the fact that they do government schools the way they do them show that they're indoctrination camps and not intended to educate. If you wanted to make sure that poor people got an education, which is what the liberals are screaming at their uh, radios right now, if you want to make sure that poor people get an education, then what you would do is you would give a voucher of some sort to people who are in the lowest quintile and maybe half voucher for people in the second to lowest quintile. And you would then... Uh, let people choose the schools that they wanted to choose. But no, no, what we want is we want a school where we decide what the kids get taught through the form of this board of education thing. And we're going to create this sort of liberal hierarchy that starts with kindergarten, goes all the way through graduate school. And we're going to give the, uh, the smartest people who really can't hold down a money-making job. We're going to give them professorships and teaching jobs. And they're going to, of course, you know, they're, they're within a socialist system, socialized education. Education. And so obviously they're going to lean more towards socialism. So um, it sounds like a trick to me. Gene, thank you for the call. The number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. It is Mark with you. And Alex. The number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Come check us out at LibertyCon. It's a convention coming up from April the 3rd through the 5th. And this this is going to be a big event. It's going to be a really great event. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Ian and I are going to be down there at LibertyCon, providing that uh, air, airline flights can get me there in time. But, uh, yeah, come on down. Uh, check them out. It's li- LibertyCon.com. Use coupon code FTL, and you can save 10 bucks off your ticket. The tickets are cheap. And... 
hotel rooms are plentiful in Washington, D.C. I think this is the, you know, this might be the best convention for your money um, out there. I don't, I haven't been to it, so I can't give, you know, I can't compare it to anything else I've been to or anything like that, but it's going to be a great time, I'm certain. LibertyCon.com. And let's go to the phones. We've got Eddie calling in from Chicago. Eddie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hi. Is this Mark? This is Mark. Hey, Mark. Uh, hey, listen. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm glad. I'm finally happy that I was able to get through because I've been, like, trying, like, for the past two weeks, I've been trying to get through. And uh, I just... How hard is it? To the ra- huh? I mean, it's not that hard to get through. Well, no, I've been, I've been trying to call, like, uh, at night and stuff like that, you know, when I get a chance. And, uh, you know, for some reason, I can't get through, but um, I finally okay. got through, so I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Listen, um, I was wondering if, uh, listen, I know you guys always talk about that um, crypto cryptocurrency. Um, yeah. Uh, Bitcoin and stuff like that. Yep. But we were the first show in the world to talk about Bitcoin Yeah, in 2010. Okay, so I was, I was, I was wondering if... Uh, if if it's okay, if with you guys, if you if you can explain, break it down for me, and tell me how that really works with the currency, because you know I, I obviously I just I I've been using cash all my life, so I mean how does that the whole process with that with the cryptocurrency works? I mean can can I uh, can I go into any stores and, and buy and where do I get it? You know how, how do I how do I do that? Because you know I I, yeah. I, I was just curious about that. I think that that's big, that cryptocurrency's biggest challenge right now is acceptance. So most places you're going to walk into, you're not going to be able to spend cryptocurrency. Whenever I go, I always ask, can I spend Bitcoin cash here? And usually yeah. they don't know what I'm talking about. But regardless, what you can do is that you can go to save at purse. That's saveatpurse.com. And you uh-huh. can buy anything that you normally buy on Amazon through there with a discount of somewhere between 20 and 30%. And that's a pretty motivating thing. So you can get just about anything you want to get, um, and you can get it cheaper with Bitcoin Cash at saveatpurse.com. I believe you can use uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and I think there might be a third option. And I think that's the single biggest use case for cryptocurrency out there. And that's a pretty good, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty good thing. And so well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's number that's, one. That's that's pretty nice. Uh, so you're saying that I can actually uh, go to Amazon and, and just like the the the, the site uh, on the internet, and I can just get anything with, uh, with, with go to uh, saveatpurse.com. Go to saveatpurse.com, right. and they've got a little introductory video there that'll explain the whole thing in like a minute and a half, okay. and they'll do it a heck of a lot better than I will. But they make it very easy. And hopefully, uh, through shows like Free Talk Live, we'll increase acceptance for cryptocurrency around the world and maybe around the U.S. Mariana Islands, where uh, we're, we've already got quite a few lined up here. And I do appreciate the call. Thank you, Eddie. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And we do have uh, some businesses that we're lining up here on the U.S. Mariana Islands, Alex, to accept cryptocurrency. Yeah, if you go to CryptoFrontier.org and sign up for the email list, we'll be shooting out our first press release this weekend. Oh, and uh, I paid for my rent in Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. You were there. Use my Edge wallet. Yep. Edge.app. So, um, yeah, it can be done, and we're trying to make some efforts uh, in that direction here. And soon... 
we will have another Free Talk Live host to help with uh, acceptance here on the island. The number, 855-450-3733. So Hillary Clinton has refused the service of a process, as they call process server, um, which is uh, like a subpoena in the Tulsi Gabbard case for defamation. And not once, but twice. And she's used a Secret Service agent to do it. Can, did you find out why Hillary Clinton has a Secret Service agent now? Because I can't figure that out. I couldn't find it out. But when I Google Hillary Clinton and Secret Service agent, it's all a lot of uh, bad publicity. Yeah, the Secret Service They're agents, from what I can tell, hate. So rude, so mean. <laughs> right. I... I wonder how they like Trump. I mean, is he nice to them? Uh, I also saw an article mentioning they love Trump. Huh. Something about his uh, luxury travel accommodations really uh, <laughs> really do it for them. I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't like that? So uh, Clinton had suggested in October podcast that Gabbard was being groomed by Russia for uh, to run for president and further termed the com- congresswoman the favorite of the Russians. In response, Gabbard sued Clinton for defamation on January the 22nd. If Hillary Clinton and her allies can successfully destroy my reputation, even though I'm a war veteran and a sitting member of Congress, then they can do it to anybody, Gabbard wrote in a statement announcing the lawsuit. And I will not allow this blatant effort to intimidate me and other patriotic Americans into silence to go unchallenged. Gabbard is in the midst of a long shot presidential bid. She's doing pretty good in New Hampshire. Yeah. And she's currently polling at uh, at least one percent nationally, according to the Real Clear Politics average. In October, Gabbard said she would not run for re-election to Congress and was fully committed to her presidential bid. And I have gone to see uh, Tulsi in New Hampshire doing her um, little shtick, and I, while I do not like the options that are out there for president, I do like her quite a bit. The number here, 855-450-3733. Um, w- w- you'd said, uh, Alex, that the, um, the numbers that we had talked about, as, as Gene had talked about, is 25% on the coronavirus. You couldn't find evidence for supporting that? Did you look that up? Yeah, it seemed it was closer to 3%, the death rate, maybe even between 2 and 3, in fact. So no need to worry. 25% is uh, very high, and coronavirus is nowhere near there. Yeah, and who's to say that uh, you know China might be underreporting, overreporting? We don't know the answers to that, but all we can do is go with the stats that we have. Yeah, you know? and uh, so even so, um, you know, the likelihood of you catching it at this point is pretty slim, from what we can tell here on Free Talk Live. The number eight five five four five zero three seven three three, or use the Discord lines. Uh, that's at discord.freetalklive.com. Com. And you go there, you sign up, and then you can call in, and you'll sound like you're right there in the studio. Um, you, you heard not too long ago, Gene the Christian Anarchist called in, and he sounds great here on Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. Coming up, I'm going to talk about Elizabeth Warren and her plans around guns. Should be lots of fun. Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did. 
at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Mark with you. And Alex. Coming from the U.S. Mariana Islands where it is. It's the morning time here. Still morning for just a few more minutes. It'll be uh, noon very shortly. The number, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. And uh, we're talking about this uh, situation. We were talking about the situation with uh, Hillary Clinton, apparently not just not accepting uh, the service of process from Tulsi Gabbard twice using U.S. uh, taxpayer money to run interference for her in the form of Secret Service agents and just sort of a disregard for the American legal system, from what I can tell. I mean, it was a $50 million lawsuit, so got to give her a little bit of sympathy. I know she's good for it, but... How do you serve the ultra-rich in um, in a situation where they have, well, in this case, uh, secret you, service agents? I, I guess you don't, right? Right, you just don't. Like, she's that much, that untouchable, I guess. But, but it's not her first time being above the law, as we saw from uh, her many scandals. Well... We will see um, how that all turns out. You can call in uh, your thoughts on it, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. But as promised, Elizabeth Warren has some opinions on ending gun violence. So she says something to the effect that, uh, you know, some large amount of, uh, you know, guns are that's approximately 3,000 Americans die of gun violence this month. A hundred people a day, every day. It's long past time for Congress to stand up to the gun lobby and confront this crisis head on. And, uh, you know, she and this other despicable individual, Hank Johnson, have a bill that's going to solve this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the vast majority of gun deaths in the United States are suicide. Suicide. They're suicide. The gun did what it was supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying I'm happy about suicide, but it's not like it, you know, it's not like it's in the hands of a toddler or something. It's presumably an adult or somebody who's a biological adult making a decision to end their own life using a handgun and they, they're successful. To frame this as gun violence is duplicitous, Indeed. right? What's a federal gun licensing? What is that going to do to prevent people who are suicidal from getting a gun? Well, I think what you'll just do is switch their method. And instead of a a quick painless death, they might be dragged on through opioids or some other slower killer. Right. And how humane. Universal background checks. Okay. I mean, you know, we know how that is going to go. They've got background checks in places like California and New York City and Chicago and things like that. You can get a gun here. It's not impossible. It's just effectively impossible. Yeah. So she doesn't want anybody to have guns except for the well-connected political types, the the, the guards of the well-connected political types. Remember, there are people with guns surrounding Elizabeth Warren – 
to protect her, but you can't own one to protect you. Now, I'm sure that I'm sure she lines this up in her mind somehow. I don't understand how, but she needs protection. You don't. Yeah. What's that expression when uh, seconds count? Police are minutes away. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not saying the cops won't show up if you call them. Sometimes they won't. There's no there's no guarantee that they will. But I'm sure they'll show up. But then what? You know, no guarantee that they you know, things come down your way. Uh, but at that point, you could be being judged by 12 rather than or carried by six. The, those are the choices. Seven-day waiting period for gun purchases. So this waiting period thing has gone on for some time. I think it's three days now. So we're going to bump it to seven. That's going to solve some problems. Raising gun and ammunition purchase age to 21. So that's going to be fun for the young hunters. Stronger ATF gun shop inspections. So we're going to spend a lot of money on government bureaucrats to go to gun shops and look around at things. Now, (laughs) what exactly that's going to do, I don't know what people think that's going to solve. But nonetheless, that's that's one of the proposals here. Uh, Assault weapons ban. All right, this is a favorite of the right. Alex, what's an assault weapon? The scary one. <laughs> the scary rifles. So they're black. Yep. Yep. And I think they're defined as having two features on them or something. So you could get sort of, a, say, a muzzle suppressor, which just, you know, doesn't, you know, keeps the fire. And then nothing. It does nothing to make a, a gun more or less deadly. Um, and a flashlight. Well, I think that's the problem you have is that. The people who've never touched a gun are writing the gun bills, and they end up just putting themselves in a corner where they incorrectly define things, they accidentally ban police from possessing guns. It's, it's a nightmare. Right, and that's the other thing, is, is if guns are dangerous, why do they have their cops running around with them? Oh, that's different. You don't understand. <laughs> well, okay, I don't. <laughs> They're trained professionals. Okay, so... Um, what we can see is that concealed carry permit owners on a national basis are 10 times safer than police when it comes to their firearms, that they are 10 times less likely to commit a felony, um, that these are the, the safest individuals in America next to people in comas. Cops are 10 times more dangerous than concealed carry permit holders. And cops are a hundred times safer than your average citizen. So a concealed carry permit holder is a thousand times safer than your average citizen. And yet we want to make it harder for people to do that. What would be the point? Mark, are you trying to use reason and logic? I like using reason and logic. They're one of my favorite things to use. And I wish people would try more of it. And I'm willing to, um, you know, to, to, to logic shame Anybody who doesn't want to spend a little time thinking about things. Well, you can use, I'll use your reason and logic against you. I'll be devil's advocate. Excellent. Reason and logic has never worked before. No, it doesn't work very well with human beings. They're not a And it's not going to start now. No. I mean, you know, (laughs) half the population has an IQ below 100. Wow. There you go. 
<laughs> you know, but I mean, that's it. Hundreds the mean, and uh, basically, functionally, there's uh, there's half the population with the, and that's in the U.S. There are other countries where the IQ is even lower. Now, I don't know if that has to do with education. I it shouldn't be the IQ exam shouldn't be based on education, but it it functionally has to to exist to some extent in a realm of education. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, you're people are moved by emotion. You're absolutely right. And so your argument's got to be more emotional. Gun bans on all school campuses. Now, wait a minute. Every school shooting that has existed so far in America, as far as I know, maybe, maybe somebody can call in at 855-450-3733 and correct me on this. But to the best of my knowledge, every single shooting that has occurred has occurred on a school campus where guns were banned. So banning guns has done F all for school shootings. There you go with the logic again. I mean, maybe maybe we need to have it 500 feet around a school so that every time a person with a gun drives past a school, they have to unload it, stop, unload it, uh, you know, drive through the uh, school zone, reload it after they get through. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm sure the school shooters will definitely comply. Yeah, school shooters are definitely going to comply when it comes to this because they, they follow all the rules. And I think that's uh, something that's worth pointing out here is, is that it's not that hard to get a gun. Yeah, I mean, thanks to Cody Wilson, you can even print one out on a CNC mill. Right. You, you, at this point, you can make your own gun. Um, but, I mean, your, your average crook can go get a gun. Crooks are convi- committing crimes all the time um, with guns. So guns laws aren't preventing crooks from getting guns. Why do, people, why, why do these politicians think their gun laws are finally going to fix stuff? What do you think? 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Alex. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. And do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash and cryptocurrencies? Well, now with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase made at those businesses in cryptocurrency. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash, and you made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPay.inc. Excuse me, AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com, and this basically makes it so that you can be a salesman for AnyPay and get them adopted at a bunch of businesses and make a bunch of money in the process, AnyPayInc.com. And I'm excited about it. We're talking about this this press release here from uh, Elizabeth Warren, and she's talking about... How to end gun violence, and this oh, bill is going to do it. Another Democrat gun bill. <laughs> right. Who, who would have thought? This time it's going to work. I know it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. And it, it is. It, this is a tough topic because people 
you know, the terrible news stories come out and people feel bad and, you know, all that stuff. And, of course, you want to see somebody do something, even if it's pointless. You Let's know what do it something. reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, you change your Facebook profile. <laughs> after the, uh, the terrorism in France, all of a sudden there was French flags overlaid over everyone's profile pictures. Right. And everyone felt very good. Oh, we're, we're showing our support. We're making a difference. Do so you know what you did? Nothing. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. You know what this bill is going to do? Nothing. So they're going to have stronger gun storage laws. Now, I don't know uh, what I think about that precisely. So obviously people need to store their guns in uh, safe ways because... You mean like a 75-round magazine? Um, what do you mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> if it's not loaded with 75 rounds, are you safe? That is the question they should be asked. That's when I think safe storage, that's what's on my mind. Well, I think that people should have these, uh, thumbprint, um, safes and stuff if they're going to have kids in the house and, and those kind of things. But that's really up to the individual if that's what they want to do. Ultimately, it's their family and their lives. I grew up in a house where my dad's gun sat in the closet. So I went in the closet all the time for things, but that was his gun, and I was told not to touch it, and I never did. Yeah, I think this kind of reminds me of the Catholic schoolgirl trope, right? It's You make something taboo, and the second the kid gets the opportunity, they're going to rush for it. If you lock up guns, hide them away and just make it this very taboo subject, I think your kid's more likely to play with it the one time you make a mistake and leave your safe unlocked. I don't even know what causes kids to play with guns. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have... I wish they did some more in-depth stuff with this because as a kid, I never would have. Yeah. I mean, I just never would have. He told me when you're a certain age, I think it was, I think it was eight years old, I got a BB gun. And... You know, we're going to go out and we're going to shoot it and we're going to shoot our guns together and we're going to learn how to use them and that kind of thing. And and I think it was six months of only being able to use the gun with him. And then I could take it out and I could go and, you know, shoot tin cans and, um, you know, the the odd bird that was, uh, you know, the, the odd nuisance bird. They had certain birds that I was supposed to shoot because, you know, they were a nuisance in, on the farm. Um, and, you know, I don't think that's politically correct today, but <laughs> yeah. at the time, that's what I was told. And, you know, I mean, I, I we did some silly things with our guns. I mean, BB guns. So we do these one cock things where we're, my friends and I would uh, shoot each other with one cock and the before uh, these airsoft guns. Now, we could have put an eye out. But mostly what we did was shoot each other in the butt with, a, with BB guns. And uh, I'm not saying it was a great thing, but at least we understood them at that point. Builds character. <laughs> um, you don't want to do that with a 22, by the way. So funding uh, for violence intervention and prevention programs. I have no idea what, the, what this means and where it's going to go. I mean, just more programs. Let's have some programs for people. Is this for domestic abuse victims? How do we decide who has to take these programs? Is this in school? Is it for uh, the domestic abusers and their victims? I mean, exactly what it is. is it? It's not clear, and I think it's on purpose, right? Right. Gun bans for domestic abusers and stalkers. Now, this already exists in some places. 
And I am banned from owning a gun because I am a convicted felon. And what I will say to that is, look, I understand people's fears when it comes to convicted felons possessing guns. I mean, handing out AK-47s to men as they get out of prison doesn't sound like a good idea, does it? I think they do that in some countries. (laughs) I don't know what they do in some countries, but it sounds like a terrible idea. But I think that there needs to be some system for people to be able to reintegrate. So let's say you weren't convicted. You've been free off of all supervision for five years and you haven't convicted, been convicted of a crime. I think that at that time, you should be able to get your gun rights back. And that's just well, me making a compromise. If somebody's safe enough to let out of prison, they should be safe enough to have a gun. But I'm just trying to come up with a compromise. Well, when has compromise worked when it comes to the Second Amendment? It seems like compromise means uh, giving away rights. Well, at this point, I already, at this point I'd be reclaiming some. Well, because well, at this point, convicts. So I would I think say you're this. coming from a bad. You got to read the art of the deal. No, right? no hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me let me back up here because you've asked a question and it's worth pointing out. The Thirteenth Amendment makes uh, involuntary servitude illegal except for a crime. Yep. So it basically says that pretty much anything is acceptable for uh, a, as far as a crime goes. That means banning people from having a gun would be. That's involuntary servitude, right? So that means that they can take my guns away because I'm a convicted felon. I think that the taking away of guns from felons is constitutional. So now we just have to kind of have a conversation of how effective is it? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, shall not be infringed. I mean, the I'm not a constitutional lawyer, so I can't give the uh, textual analysis, but it seems to me why not take away all rights for felons then? Why give them any rights? Freedom of speech, Some people believe voting, that. <laughs> any of that. Some people believe that. How do you how do you stop felons from having free speech, I guess? Uh, but voting... Yeah, you lock them up again. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that felons get guns all the time. When I was in the United States, I think... I don't know, I, you know... I'm relatively new here on the island. I don't know if I could find myself a gun in 24 hours. But in the United States, I know I could find a gun within hours. Buy it and possess it. So, the law against felons having guns is simply affecting felons who care about that law. Because the felons who don't care about that law are violating it all over the place. Which means that it is a stupid, pointless law. All it does is give a cop an opportunity to arrest somebody who's done nothing, presumably to prevent them from doing something. And you know, the majority of people who have guns, that means the majority of felons who have guns, are just have them to protect themselves. Felons are just normal people in many cases. Yes, they've made mistakes, but so have all of you. Everybody listening to me has made a mistake. It, likely, everybody has list, who's listening, to, every single person listening to me has committed offense that would get them landed in prison, a felony. That would have their gun rights taken away if only somebody knew. Now, you may not even know that you've committed a felony. That's the America that we live in. But it's true. Um, Let's see. Ban untraceable and undetectable guns. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Ban untraceable and undetectable guns. Well, that's not going to work. They're untraceable and undetectable. 
right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who comes up with this stuff? You just can't do it. We're going we're gonna to stop it with a law. No, you're not going to stop it with a law. America has 600 million guns. Wow. There's two guns for every human being in the United States. Sounds good to me. Well, I mean, you know. 600 million guns and only 30,000 gun deaths a year, half of which are self-inflicted. Sounds like the coronavirus is more deadly than me. <laughs> and it's not deadly. Yeah. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts on guns, I'd love to hear them. If somehow I'm missing something here, please inform me. Does Elizabeth Warren have the answers? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Are you sick of hearing the same crap on libertarian podcasts? Inside jokes, interviews of the same person you've heard 50 times? Then you need to listen to the Lava Flow podcast. No nonsense and to the point. Get the information you need and get out. You won't hear the latest libertarian circle jerk news here, but instead hard-hitting anti-statist news with me, Roger Paxton, shooting from the lip. Lava stands for libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, voluntarist, and agorist. And if you think you fit any of these categories, then this is the podcast for you. Listen now at thelavaflow.com to find out what's rustling my jimmies, what's in the news, the latest bad cop, stupid stuff statists are saying, and so much more. You can find out more and subscribe on any podcatcher at thelavaflow.com. That's thelavaflow.com, part of the Pax Libertas Productions Podcast Network. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Alex. Coming from the U.S. Mariana Islands. The number 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free, as in freedom. Alex, let's just go right to the phones. Let's go to Dave calling in from New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Dave, can you hear me now? How about now? Dave in New Hampshire. Well, going to have to hold off on Dave then. Don't know what's going on exactly. Let's see if Jimmy can be heard here. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Nope, that might be something at the studio for all I know. So we're reading through this, uh, this list of proposals from Elizabeth Warren, and uh, I think it's worth going through lists like this because the gun grabbers out there, there are certainly people out there that want to take your guns, right, Alex? Yep. And those people have their reasons. And I think on the surface it sounds like a good idea. People are using guns to shoot people. Let's take the guns away. Then they'll just be standing there moving their, their finger, right? Yeah. Suddenly they won't be deadly. But the arguments for this don't really hold much water to my mind. And now my argument would be, look, 
I get it. Common sense gun laws sounds like a great idea. The problem is, is that the Second Amendment to the Constitution says shall not be infringed. And while the, and the government, the, the Constitution is supposed to be a limit on the government. And while we're going to play this game called government, y'all should follow the rules. Yep. And the rules say shall not be infringed. And by that, that means shall not be infringed. So if a politician can violate, propose to violate in this case, the highest law in the land, what should happen to that person? Well, nothing. The Constitution has no teeth. It doesn't say we should drag them out by their hair onto the White House lawn and lop their heads off at high noon. It doesn't say that. Ah, oh, man. But that's what... The founders did, effectively, right? They were willing to shoot their government center of mass. Yeah, that's when what they, I call when them the redcoats, right? What's that? That's what I call them the redcoats. Right. When, when, the gov- when their government charged at them, attempting to enforce its laws, they, had, they put pointy metal knives on top of their guns, and they stabbed them repeatedly over and over again. That's what they thought of those laws. So, you know, I mean, like, the, we, need to, we need to change these rules. If you're not going to abide by these rules, you need to change them. You need to go through the process. And they're not going to go through the process because they can't. So they're just going to be like, oh, let's just make a bunch of rules, and maybe the Supreme Court will say it's constitutional. And if it doesn't, so what? It stops some violence for a little while. And, and that's why they hate Trump. The real reason they hate Trump is because what he's done to the judiciary putting in all those Federalist Society judges has set them back decades. And all of these measures they're taking now is just the angst they have from it as a result. So I don't have any particular, you know, thoughts. As far as I'm concerned, every single one of these things that she proposes is unconstitutional and should not be allowed in a country that has, you know, the Second Amendment. So let's go on here. Uh, large capacity ammunition feeding devices. Does that mean large capacity magazines? Yep. Okay. Um, this is one that has, has actually been implemented in several different locations. I think here on the, uh, in the Mariana Islands, I think it's a 10-round yep. uh, limit. But everybody's got 30-round clips. Not me. Uh, not I, clips. I would never violate those laws. <laughs> but, the, I mean. Everyone else, though. Uh, Connecticut, I think California, they have uh, these large magazine ammunition bans. So what? what is this? It seems like this one on its surface seems like it has the most credibility. Well, we don't want uh, shooters to have 30 rounds, so we'll limit them to 10. Yeah, they're betting on the inability of shooters to reload. At least uh, quickly, right? So um, I think the, the response to that would be, well, reloading's good because it gives the good guy with a gun a chance to stand up and yeah. shoot. Um, presumably, they can't reload quickly. I, if I was a shooter, I guess I w- would practice a little bit. But, you know, maybe they haven't practiced. Or just not comply with the ban, right? If you're going to go commit a bunch of felonies by killing people, will the ban really stop you? I would say that the same argument is true for gun for magazines as it is for guns. There are enough thirty round magazines out there, enough seventy five rounds, seventy five round, <laughs> enough of these barrel rounds out there that, well, if they want it, they're going to get it. Yeah. But 
I can kind of this was this is the one that I can kind of see. The one that I think they have the most credence on is these big clips. Uh, I'm going to try Jamie again here. Um, see if the uh, the board ops got um, up. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm wondering if it's one of these potentiometers that I have. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. Nope. Yes. Looks like. Yes. Oh, I hear noises. Hello. Hello. What's on your mind? Yes. I ain't no felon, so speak for yourself. But it's safe to say the founders, not to mention the framers of the Constitution. Look, James in Arizona, wit, if you want to call into the show, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Apologize for threatening my family with violence. Apologize for threatening to kill me. And then you can get back on the air. Until then, I don't care to hear from you. 855-450-3733. It's a shame, too. Sometimes, every once in a while, the guy would make a good, good call and make some really great points. But, um, you know, I'm not going not gonna to deal with uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, let's go on here with the, the list Making gun trafficking a federal crime. Is it not already a federal crime? It doesn't really matter. I mean, where I would presume it is, but... Uh, well, yeah. I think trafficking is a, a legal term, right? Yeah. Can you traffic something legally? No. I'm trafficking this uh, box of soda from the store to your house. I'm a delivery man. Yeah, no, no. So trafficking must mean moving things around illegally, right? I believe so. Yeah. And does this count the federal government when they do it? No, that's different. No. When, when they're the selling weapons to Saudi Arabia, that's business. Well, what about when they, do, they give them to Mexican gun cartels? Or the uh, Operation Fast and Furious under yeah. Obama? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. For uh, administration so pro-gun control, they were giving away guns to criminals, felons, Hmm. Strange hmm. behavior. Extreme risk protection order systems. What the hell? That's um, the red flag law. I see. Yeah, now the red flag law is... That one is just has to be the most blatantly unconstitutional proposal out there. We're going to decide if somebody's a danger. You can report somebody, and we'll decide whether they're a danger. Now, I mean... How in the world is the, a local government, a state government, a federal government, you pick, how are they going to determine whether somebody's a danger or not? Is it immediately when somebody reports them? All right. You have an immediate 72-hour hold on possessing your guns. We're going to come get them. And then we're going to take a look at you and whatever information we have on you, decide whether or not you're going to commit crimes and stuff. And then we're going to decide whether we can take your guns away from you for two years. I, I mean... It's whatever they can get away with. Right. If, I mean, if they immediately can go everybody's straight for a report to confiscation, they will. Right. If uh, the state's a little more gun friendly, they might have to go through the court process. Well, this will be a federal uh, if uh, Elizabeth Warren has any say on it. Because this is what politics is. Good thing she doesn't. Politics is a threat, it's forcing people that you don't agree with to do the things you want to do. And that's why the liberals and that's why the big government Republicans love Washington, D.C. Because. Life in Wyoming is different than life in New Jersey, but they can't accept that. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live.
Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. We're talking about this list of, uh, well, really and compelling reasons why we should ban guns, according to Elizabeth Warren. And I guess she's got some other guy here. Hank Johnson. Watch out for that guy, too, whoever he is. It's Mark with you. And Alex. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says it will be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi and Bitcoin and U.S. dollars or whatever government currency you have right there in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered master notes. So you can begin earning Divi right now uh, by supporting their network. Let's see. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at Divi Project. That's D-I-V-I, DiviProject.org. And it's a great project, and I'm glad that uh, Free Talk Live got hooked up with it. So uh, let's go on here, since we've, uh, we don't seem to have any calls on the line. Let's go on with this list from Elizabeth Warren. List of reasons not to reelect Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's worth pointing out, as you said, Alex, that rifles kill fewer people in the United States than hammers do. Yeah. I mean, all this hullabaloo. Why don't we have common sense hammer restrictions? Right. I mean, is that the next thing that they do in the UK? It it looks like it. They already have knives without points. Yeah. Now, I do kind of wonder what a kitchen knife needs a point for. How many times have I used a point when, say, carving a roast or something? And I can't really think of too often. Uh, You know, an unpointed knife is probably just as effective. But it's laughable nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even bother trying to empathize with them or get into their logic. So she wants uh, stronger liability for gun manufacturers. How about stronger liability for hammer manufacturers? Sounds good to me. It's common sense, right? Stronger liability for knife manufacturers. Stronger liability for car manufacturers. How about stronger liability for government schools? Right. There's a really great point. If you went and uh, polled the people in prison based on which schools they went, I'll bet you that government schools are overrepresented. That leads me to believe that government schools lead to prison. Yeah, it's logical, right? So. Common sense logic. Are the politicians who set up this egregious system that, throw our, that uh, leads our children into prison, are they responsible for this in any way? By their reasoning, they should be. Well, they should be, but. You have no agency. You're not responsible for your actions. Someone else's. And if they're going to pick the someone, it's time we start picking the someone too. Right. And if politicians were simply held responsible for their, their laws and actions, things would change entirely. Because suddenly they would not want to do, they wouldn't want to be involved at all. Yeah. And that's why that's unlikely to happen, right? right. If, you were, if you had to pay back the billions of dollars you wasted, there would be no one running for office. Right, because because they have no responsibility, they act in, wait for it, an irresponsible faction. 
fashion. And it's our fault. It's our fault for letting it happen. That's the end of the story. There's no other way to describe it. How do you not let it happen, Mark? What can some average American do to not let it happen? I, I think that basically all you can do is withdraw your consent as best you can. And for me, that meant picking up and leaving the United States. I'm glad to be in the U.S. Mariana Islands. So I'm in sort of the quasi-United States. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, to me, I just don't have to deal with this stuff as much. I don't have to worry about your presidential election that's coming up as much. I don't have to think about your impeachment thing that's coming up as much. I'm just going on and enjoying the beautiful weather here. Some have called the most beautiful weather in the world and enjoying it. I don't need to deal with that stuff. And if the politicians just had fewer people pay attention to them, I think that might be effective. But at the very least, jeer at them. Yeah, stop stop making them feel important. Throw the rotten tomato at them. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I'm talking about the... Metaphorically. The metaphorical rotten tomato at them. I don't even know where you get rotten tomatoes. I guess you just sit, let it sit around. But then you've got to carry it with you. It'd be disgusting. Uh, you know, just... Make fun of them and all their little acolytes. So these politicians aren't in office because nobody believes with them. Half of America believes what these people are saying. The, you know, they're, they're younger. They live in cities. They, uh, they went to universities. They were educated by, frankly, a bunch of professors who are either insane or too scared to say otherwise. Sounds about right. And you went through this, uh, you got your master's in education. Yeah. And you went through all this process. Um, and what, 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 what's your estimation on it? Yeah, it's, uh, the ince- it's all about incentives, like most things. So when you're a professor, you have a PhD. And often you have a PhD in an esoteric subject. So you spend a ton of money and a ton of time becoming a specialist in your very niche field. And there's often not many unemployment opportunities outside academia. So you're sort of stuck. You have to comply with what academia wants from you. Right. I will say that this happened, as I understand it, to Jason Sorens, the founder of – I need to get him on for an interview uh, to, to be entirely clear. But I heard him talking about it. Um, the founder of the Free State Project, he basically was let go from Dartmouth and blackballed in the region because he does not believe exactly as all their other professors believe. It, they said nothing to do with his work. It was his beliefs. Yeah, it's a wrong thing. You, you can't have wrong thing if you want to get tenure. And if you don't get tenure, well, your career is basically over. You'll just be jumping from school to school on two-year contract to two-year contract, making less than you would make had you not gotten your PhD or your master's. So the incentive is really perverse. You just need to pump out those critical theory papers. And what is critical theory? Uh, critical theory is a, a neo-Marxist ideology that's... Well, that sounds awful. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> so your, your kids will be learning in a few years when he goes to college. Well, the, why? why send him to college then? So what is it now? Explain this to me. Yeah, so critical theory is basically the idea that there's power structures everywhere and they're responsible for everything that's going wrong. So you can pick any subject, any industry, anything... And they'll find well, that the sounds power. right to me. There are power structures everywhere, and they are often responsible for everything that's going wrong. I mean, we're just talking about here how gun laws are creating perverse incentives, right? So, well, the I critical paper, theory take on, on gun laws would be that you know the the founding fathers were a bunch of white men, and in order to continue oppressing everyone, they wanted to make sure they were all well armed. Well, all the people 
<laughs> Hold on. All the people that wrote all the gun laws that we have in the United States taking away rights to guns, the majority of them were white men, right? So people who are robbing us of our rights to own guns, robbing uh, you know minorities of their rights to own guns, are white men, right? Yeah, see, the thing about critical theory is everyone's wrong. Both sides. We'll get more when we come back. The number is... 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's Free Talk Live, coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. It's Mark with you. And Alex. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. I want to tell you about the AMP program. If you go to amp.freetalklive.com, that's A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com. I want to thank all our amplifiers. Then you will, in fact, be able to support the show. Now, Free Talk Live is unlike any other show on the radio. There's nothing out there like us. No other show is giving you the opportunity to call in and talk about what you want to talk about. And no other show is propagating the ideas of liberty like we are. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and support what we do at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Mike calling in from Washington. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, boy, I'm jealous about your uh, moving. I looked that place up, and <laughs> I'm really happy for you that you're able to get away from this uh, cesspool that our country is becoming. Um, I was going to get on either the post office or a needle exchange program in Aberdeen, Washington. Um, the needle exchange program, I've talked about it a bunch of times. They're giving out lots of needles. Guys are loading them. They're making money. They're selling them. Uh, there's money being made by the county or something's going on there. But recently, uh, we reelected a new mayor in Aberdeen, Washington. That's where Kurt Cobain came from. If anybody wants to look him up and, uh, what has happened is the new mayor does not want our needle exchange program in the city. And I, I understand it because it's creating a terrible environment for the people that do what they're supposed to, but they're still getting walked all over because no matter how good of a citizen you are, you're at the end of their caring. Um, so what happened today on the radio at KBKW, a county commissioner came on there and somebody called in and said, hey, you know, the mayor doesn't want that uh, needle exchange program here. You know, what are you going to do about that? And he said, well, that's pretty much basically what he said was too bad because we're giving the needles out on a piece of property that belongs to the county. So they're just like overriding the mayor. And something I noticed in that area is, is that everybody that's on the county, except, well, there's three county commissioners. Two of them have family members in different cities throughout the county. And I just think the whole thing is getting like more and more and more corrupt because that wife of a county commissioner that's on the city council that uh, takes care of the people up on the hill, that district in the city, the, the rich people, um, she's privy to information, upcoming things that that county commissioner knows 
from the state of Washington, which to me means that they're, they've got to be, it's just seems wrong. Like it's a corrupt, um, you know, I, does that make so sense? So what kind of problems is just, this needle exchange uh, program creating? Uh, you know, like what I can say you is a this. Of, hold, hold on. I just oh, want to sorry. talk about this for a second. So having, trying to, at one point in my life when I had some pigs, I needed to give shots. And getting needles was sure. a bit of a problem. And I yep. had to go to the vet basically to get all my needles. And then I'd keep them sharp with like a piece of emery uh, cloth, uh, you know, so that I could, you know, properly poke a pig. And uh, it was difficult. So it would have been nice to have a needle exchange for me. But what, sure. explain to me what the problems it's creating. So the problem it's creating is they're actually, the county is, they got a $57,000 grant to extend the needle exchange program. Nobody wants it, but the two out of three county commissioners do want it. And what they're doing is they're giving out a box of needles to each heroin addict. And I, and I have sympathy for people with drug addictions, and I think they should have a clean needle, except what's really happening is they're taking them to their boy. He's loading them up with $5 hits of heroin. And they're actually, um, so the, the, the county's providing a small business opportunity for drug addicts and people that want to get their dope for free um, instead of giving them the actual help that they need, you know, or just letting them buy a needle from a store someplace, um, you know, and then they've added like these 150 tents to the community that they bought. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And the citizen that stops at the stop sign and does everything he's supposed to do and goes in and, and pays his bill on time and all that is just screwed. He's like, doesn't even exist in that community. You know, yeah, at some point so or another, if you provide all the services for the lowest class uh, citizens, at some point or another, you're going to drive out the other classes. Because and, that, and that's what's happening. And that's what's happening. Yeah. All the services that are in that town. Uh, they would never put it in where the county. I, I just think the county should put everything on county property because they're the ones that are in charge of it. But they're making the cities um, and it's becoming a town that people oh. don't even want to go to anymore that's you know that's how it works thanks for the call mike appreciate it 855-450-3733 it's 855-450 free i get that people want to help the most underprivileged people in society i mean that's what our whole that's what our whole society is based on that's what christianity is all about right jesus said take care of the poor but at the same time all these all these, uh, you know, genuflications surrounding uh, people taking care of the poor can cause a lot of problems. I've I've lived in a town uh, where basically there's no homeless people. Why? Because they go to the next town over where they've got a really great soup kitchen. So, you know, if you're poor and you can walk or you can hitchhike, you're going to go to where the services are. So the more services you offer, and this is what's happening out west especially, uh, pretty much the whole West Coast is just inundated at this point. Um, you know, major cities are dealing with uh, bums, uh, with their tents on the sidewalks, pooping in terrible places. You know, <laughs> nothing nice about it. You know, San Francisco recently hired a professional poop cleaner. It's like one of their government positions now because it's the human feces, not dogs. We're talking humans yep. are going to the bathroom on the streets so much. You need to hire someone full time. And they expanded recently. I believe they have up to three workers now. So it's if you incentivize something, you'll get more of it. And that's what these, uh, unfortunately, these well-intentioned, seemingly well-intentioned. I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, 
at a certain point, you have to wonder if it keeps not working and you keep doing more, what is the end goal really here? But let's assume they're well-attentioned folks. Yeah, I think they are. I think that they're that's, – that's what I think. I'm going to assume the same thing. But if they – you know, it's like they don't understand. And the Supreme Court has basically backed them up. State Supreme Courts, the U.S. Supreme Court has made it clear that it's free speech to stand in the middle of a median and hold a sign that asks for money. And then people give them money. And the – you know, that's tax-free. So they're not paying uh, Social Security or any uh, Medicare or anything like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild, uh, the current state of homelessness in the U.S. And it's getting worse and worse. Despite more homeless shelters opening, more needle programs, more of all these things that are supposed to fix, it's still getting worse. And I think it's time we start to ask about alternative solutions that have better incentives and better results. Right. And, and I mean, there are some cases where they get homeless people back on their feet and working and doing these sorts of things. At, there's no doubt. But, th- you know, that doesn't make the program efficient. If it's doing that 70 percent of the time, then, oh, man, then let's 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 dump some money into that. But it's not. You know what the real problem with all of it is? It's those millionaires and billionaires, right? Right. It's always the millionaires and billionaires. Let's let's blame the, them for for more things. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really pretty ridiculous. If somebody's a millionaire, they have nothing to do with your homeless problem. They're not hoarding the money from these people. These people have no work ethic. They don't have a job. How are they going to earn money? Well, if the millionaires didn't all buy multiple homes, there'd be enough for everyone else. No. If the millionaires didn't buy homes, then they'd just leave their money in earning money so that they could, you know, run their businesses or buy Lear jets or, you know, be, these sorts of things. Remember, homes are built by working class people. Jets are built by working class people. Yachts are built by working class people. Uh, millionaires benefit us. And I think that, you know, to me, it's not nobody should live that way. To me, it's everybody should live that way. But the homeless, look, I've been rich and I've been poor. And I can tell you, it was my actions that brought me there, not somebody else's. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I guess I've never been rich by rich people's standards, but I've been better off. (laughs) Yeah. 855-450-FREE. Final segment of Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. You might be able to squeeze you in, maybe. The number's 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Here on Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you. And Alex. Coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. I want to tell you about ForkFest. ForkFest is a party that we're having at Rogers Campground. Free Talk Live is going to be there, but it's a lot of folks, you know, people who listen, people who don't listen, I'm sure. Uh, ForkFest.party is the website. That's ForkFest.party. It'll be over the uh, 4th of July weekend. So please come out and join us. Check out all the information that's to be had at ForkFest.party. There's no admission, and you can do what you want. Just a camping festival. Just having fun. So you got to rent your campground, but you know we're not getting that money. We're just 
having fun. Forkfest uh, party. Let's go to the phones. Got Tom in Florida calling in. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I've got uh, three qu- quick questions about the Mariana Islands. Excellent. So Alex assume, is an expert. I, so I assume you have good internet there because if you're doing a radio show, I'm assuming this is somehow going over the internet. This is definitely going over the internet. Uh, okay. There's some kind of pipeline, Alex, uh, from Japan. Yeah. It's a fiber optic pipeline. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, that's as good great, as it gets. I mean, you, you sound like you're in the studio like normal. I, I would never have known unless you, you said it. Uh, secondly, does Amazon deliver there? Yes, Amazon does deliver, but the shipping speed may be a little slower than you're used to. Also, well, I'm almost, I'm almost sold. You've got uh, two of my three things. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. There's one thing. <laughs> things with lithium-ion batteries we're having a little bit of trouble with. So th- okay. that may be an issue here. So you may I not be able to buy that. anything on Amazon with lithium-ion batteries. We're not entirely sure yet. Well, I bought All a computer right. with a lithium-ion battery last week. Okay. A laptop. So maybe it depends on how big the battery is or something. Okay. Go All ahead, right, Tom. and the third question is, what does it cost for just like a typical home? I'm, I know, Mark, you have a family and, and all that, so are you like renting a home or do you own a home there? Or how, how much would it cost like per month for someone just for like housing there? I'm staying in a one-bedroom, one-bath in a, you know, average section of town. I'm not where the rich folks are, but I've got a nice view. Uh, one bedroom, one bath for four hundred and thirty dollars. That includes sewer, water, and uh, trash. Trash pickup. Wow, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, it, there's uh, the climate there. It's you're saying they, they don't have like a, a rainy season. Like a lot of the they do have a rainy season. Yeah, so it will rain here, but the temperature almost never peaks above eighty-eight, and almost never drops below seventy. So it's the Guinness Book of World Records uh, named uh, U.S. Mariana Islands as the most consistent weather in the world. I presume Guam falls into this, too, the because Guam is a Mariana Island, but it's not part of the northern Mariana Islands. Well, if I Islands. wanted to, to get a lot more information, does Alex have a book or a YouTube channel or a website where I could get more uh, information about this? Uh, if you're interested in moving as part of the crypto cluster, you can go to our subreddit, r slash crypto frontier, or you can contact us at cryptofrontier.org and send a contact form. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. The number, 855-450-3733. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I think I got one of your controls with the uh, possible initials, initials of JK texting me. Um, anyway, out of Arizona, that is. The, uh, so, so I was going to talk about this uh, hearing. I had a telephonic hearing today uh, uh, on this uh, KUNM radio, University of New Mexico, that wants to put me in prison. Had a telephonic hearing for a, uh, an appearance, and it was kind of interesting. But... Uh, since you're talking about Mariana Islands, um, what uh, do they have? Uh, uh, nat- like here in the states, we have national forests, national seashore, uh, stuff like that, where you can just go camping. So, you know, like if you go down to Texas, you got the Padre Island National Seashore, and they're all and there's plenty of others, and you can go camp there. There may be a fee, or there may not be a fee, and it's always reasonable. 
and it's undeveloped. It's just, you know, if you want to be in nature and go go swim and dive, snorkel fish, whatever. Uh, on the islands there, are there comparable uh, things like to that? Yeah, I believe it's called Mahaga Island. It's a short boat ride out, maybe half a mile or so. And uh, for $15, you can get a, a permit, although they don't really enforce that. So many people just camp out for free. There's also the Forbidden Island. There's Old Man by the Sea. Uh, most of, uh, well, most of the Northern Mariana, Mariana Islands is basically hikeable stuff. You can go out there, you can camp, and there's not going to be any problems, no issues, no one's going to care or anything like that. Saipan is the most built-up island, where it was the site of a great World War II battle, but you can't tell that now except uh, you know, a few cannons and maybe a, the odd tank here and there. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. it, but yeah. the whole northern part of the island is reserved for, as a uh, preserve of sorts. Um, you know, They've got some... some you know, red-bellied sapsucker or something like that that's out there that's, uh, um, you know, endangered. And so, you know, that that's basically for hiking. I went on the Old Man by the Sea hike recently, and you can look that up on Google and see an image search of Old Man by the Sea. And to mm-hmm. me, it was the most exciting hike I've been on in a long time. Um, I hiked for about... It was raining. I shouldn't have gone on it. Um, it was it was drizzling, but I I just want. It was Saturday morning, and I wanted to hike, and so I hiked for about fifteen minutes. Uh, they had some ropes. I mean, it was moderate difficulty, um, so I had to get up and down some some little uh, hills and gullies and stuff. And right. when I came out of the canopy of the forest, first I see a, um, a the, this this plant that's just full of these big purple flowers. So purple flowers covering mm-hmm. the ground. I turn, I can see old man by the sea, which is this rock formation that looks like a guy's head. And, you know, that's neat. And, you know, there's this, this beach where, you know, the waves are crashing around this old man by the sea. And then after I've had a chance to look around, I find a cave that's there, like a real cave, a real walk into cave. And right. you just don't find that much. You don't walk 15 minutes in a hike, find a glorious view of a, a rock formation looks like a face, a flower covered uh, landscape and a cave all at once. I mean, that's a big payoff yeah, right. for a short hike. And so, uh, I can yeah. I can only imagine everything else pales in comparison. So then, so then, um, you know, the, if a person uh, is a backpacker and they fly in with the, you fly in with your backpack camping gear, like you would if you were flying into the Appalachians or whatever, going to go hike for a couple weeks, or if you're going to fly in the, you know, whatever state and go to their natural area. So there's there's areas, plenty of areas that you can get off the plane, get a get a ride to whatever natural area, and and begin your little adventure uh, without uh, having to pay fifteen twenty dollars a night to set up a tent or something like that. Best I can tell, uh, there's no one to pay it to. Yeah. So okay. I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. somebody will take your money always, everywhere. But I don't know how right. you pay it. And uh, when I came in, that's the first thing I did. First off, as a U.S. citizen walking in, I felt like a VIP. I mean, they did everything but wave palm branches behind me as I'm as I'm wandering in because everybody else on this plane from Hong Kong Express yeah. is some kind of Asian and has to go through some kind of, uh, you know, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol check. Not me. Did, did, did you, did, did you, when they welcomed you, did you get laid? 
<laughs> they, they don't do the laying quite as much here. <laughs> but they've got the shirts. <laughs> they, they do their uh, some kind of crown of flowers that they have. Um, and it's kind of it's cool. It's fun. And I told the guy that I'm here to hike your northern islands. And, uh, you know, if I get lost, if you read about it in the news, it was me. And he's like, all right, man. (laughs) He just thought it was great. Did you hike hike their Appalachian Trail, wink, wink? I've been on the Appalachian Trail, but I haven't gone long enough to say that I have hiked the Appalachian Trail. That's another political political joke. All your listeners got it, but uh, you you must have missed that one. Appalachian? Yeah, hiking the Appalachian Trail is a euphemism for, uh, well, Google it. Yeah. And, um, okay. Please Google it. <laughs> Please don't tell me, David. <laughs> right. David, I do want to hear about the hearings, um, and and I'm I'm very interested. So, what happened with you briefly is is that uh, for whatever reason, some NPR affiliate down in New Mexico disallowed you from calling into their show, where you know you're paying for the college, you're paying for the uh, the radio station, you're paying for everything as a taxpayer, but then they didn't want you to call in. Okay, fine and dandy. You called in on another show, and then they're claiming that's a violation of a court order, which says nothing of the sort. And you've got a hearing coming up on that, and I'm interested in hearing more about that, but I can't do it right now. Thank you for the call, David. Check us out at freetalklive.com. Sign up for our Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America as well as Sub-Saharan Africa. And we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm.